Welcome to the Geeks of the North, a hobby and gaming podcast in the Dolph Vegas. We're here to paint some miniatures and talk about the hobby. So why don't you sit back, relax, grab a paintbrush, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to Geeks of the North, your hobby and gaming podcast, the Belle Provence. As always, I am your host, uh, Paul Filio. I forgot my name for a second. <laughs> and with me is, uh, as always, uh, my beloved co-host, Antoine Bergeron. Hello, Paul. How's it going? It's going well. I, I was, I was, it was going okay. I, I was so busy, like, trying to think of something witty to say about you that I actually forgot my name for a second. <laughs> I'm, uh, Paul. Yeah, that's it. And the reason, another reason to stop saying those things. Yeah, well. <laughs> little late in the game for that now, Antoine. Yeah. Sure. Well, that doesn't look good at all. Oh. So, having a uh, fun and productive uh, hobby night there, Antoine? Nope, not at all. I don't have anything prepped to paint. Uh, what I wanted to work on, I forgot to prime, so... Good, uh, good. I'm wondering what to do. I have a bunch of uh, started projects on the table. Don't you have Zoltar, or whatever his name is? Yeah, he's not primed, that's why. Oh, <laughs> yes, that would be inconvenient then. If he was primed, that's what I would be working on. But I have uh, an Aristia model that I started. There's also the uh, Lawgiver, the 35mm version that started. That's the Chronopia guy, right? Uh, kind of, sort of-ish? Yeah, the yeah Chronopia-inspired. Yeah, yes, uh, sorry. Yeah. The not-Chronopia stuff. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, Chronicles of the Wayfarer, yes. the, their new name. Or their official name. It's not you name. It's not the same company. So, yes. <laughs> but yeah, the, there's that guy. I have sculpting stuff I could do. So, but. hey, wait! I have painting hands. I could use yeah. this. Oh, yeah. The only thing I kind of want to be painting is Zoltar, but the rest is miniature cleaning, and that makes too much noise for the podcast. So I kind of, I kind of stuck. I'm not too sure. What about you? I am uh, slapping some base coats on Ace of Wraiths. Mm-hmm. That's uh, not what I intended to work on. I actually intended to work on some judgment figures tonight. But um, my daughter had other ideas. So they did not get out and ready in time. I quickly looked around, and I saw I had some primed Pulp City stuff. So now he's getting base coats. And I've just realized now that I was thinking about getting the other sculpt of him from someone, so this is probably pointless, but that's okay. (laughs) And you don't have another one to work on? They are upstairs, and not where I am. So So it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's okay, it's all for the joy of painting anyway, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Just call me Bob frickin' Ross. Yeah, channel him. I don't have enough hair left to channel him. <laughs> yeah, especially for people who don't have a camera feed right now, because we're not posting that on YouTube. Paul is uh, facing down, so all I see is the bald spot on the top. That's that's right. <laughs> the way to scar me emotionally, Antoine. Thank you. I just have to take a picture for that. I don't need words. Wow. <laughs> you really are in jerk mode tonight. 
Jeez. <laughs> I remember that, buddy. Mm-hmm. Payback's a bitch. <laughs> so, what happened hubby-wise on your side this week? Um, Not much, to be honest. I, I finished Iron Train, who I think I was working on last show. Yes. He is uh, the epitome of um, speed paint, I guess you could say. Being mostly metallic. Uh, I tried to add some black lighting to him to separate details and stuff, but he's mostly just silver. So I cannot say he looks super impressive. But really, the, the sculpt is kind of poor. There's not a whole heck of a lot I could do with him, so that's the way he's st- saying, staying. And aside from that, I uh, I foolishly decided that I was going to make a few base toppers for Pop City. It was not foolish. I think the foolish part came when I started showing people. Um, but what was supposed to be a quick little project turned into a not-so-quick project. And I now have, I don't know, like 14 base toppers or something. Uh, you would have wanted the variety in the end anyway, so. I would have what? Sorry? You would have wanted the variety in the end anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With how many models we're both getting now? <laughs> I don't see you using only the f- same four or five bases all the time. This is true. Um, they'll be nice to have. And they came out pretty nice, I think. They uh, they print up fairly well. They're not a super complex thing to to make, so failure rate should be relatively low for most people. Um, the cost to produce was a couple paintings per unit, so it's it beats the pants off resin bases in terms of costs. Um, and the the thing is for for Pulp City, they're just there just wasn't uh, a choice of non like destroyed urban bases on the market that I could see anyway that I could find. Or there's, there's no really... modern urban bases. Yeah, that's right. They're, okay, that's true. So you can find them for Infinity, but that doesn't really help me because the Infinity uh, sizing is like not the same as Pulp City sizing for bases. What I can see. Yeah, and they're not round lift bases; they're they're straight beveled edge. So, and most of them are a bit too high tech, anyway. Yeah, well, you can maybe get away with that in a superheroes game. Yeah, they do have guys flying around in battle suits and stuff. So, but still, yeah, I agree. The, the, the look, the aesthetic wasn't quite right. So, I wanted just something that was simple that uh, I could add extra details to later. So, I made a bunch of sidewalk bases. Essentially, it's Different amounts of sidewalks sticking out, corners, and you know drains and stuff. And I think they look pretty good. So that's what I did over the weekend. And there seems to be some interest in them, so I'll, I'll eventually publish those files somewhere for people to download and print. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, what about you? What uh, What's up with you? I didn't do much. Uh, I've uh, I finished uh, the Zoltar box I was doing when we did last recording, the, the conversion bust. And I finished the box he's going to go in. It's a simple uh, box and plastic card. I didn't go for the uh, 
more intricate version that we see people seen in a big in the movie, but the more simple one that uh, is usually seen for other Zoltars in other amusement parks and stuff like that. The sides are more simple. There's no curve to them. No, it's just a, a box with the like straight corners. So that's what I did. It's gonna be a, it's a base in the end. So that's a lot of work for something that's just gonna be a base. So it's better if it's simpler, I think. So it's all done. It's all sculpted, all uh, scratch built for the box. It's already, and it's ready to go. I also, uh, uh, did my press mold for the base for the uh, hexagon pattern. So it's all the pieces already. I just uh, forgot to prime them. <laughs> Uh, whoops! Yeah, and no time. Busy weekend, and uh, tonight uh, the uh, the bedtime went longer than I planned. So, ah, oh, you and me both. Yeah, stuff happens. You and me both. The only other thing I did, I did a bit of cleaning on models. I I've started cleaning some of my uh, Redick Knight Doctrine models. Cleaned four or five something like that. I think you may have started that um, last episode. I don't think I've done cleaning during the episode. Didn't you start doing something one of them because you finished what you were working on? I might be mistaken. Maybe it was just another night of hobby. I think uh, maybe it was an hobby night, or maybe I was just going through the boxes before the episode. Could be. I don't remember. I may have been drunk last few times we've spoken. So I don't know. Yeah, so I, I started that. It's not I'm shake my paint to away play. from the mic. Sorry. I just realized I was shaking paint into the mic. That's going to be fun to edit out later, if I remember. I don't <laughs> Sorry, think you will. I, I will. <laughs> I know I won't. There's no, there's no point even saying that. Um, uh, Sorry, you, what were you saying, Antoine? Yeah, I wasn't sure uh, how much I had of the doctrine because it's stuff I bought... Uh, I bought use I bought surplus for people from people, and uh, at least now I I've checked my collection and I have enough. It's a lot of uh, small pieces. They're not going to be. It's not the same kind of fashion that I have from Shadow Sword. So it's a lot of not tough models, and they all don't cost mini points. So it's going to be a lot. Of squishy models, I think. That means also more painting, so. Yeah. I don't know how, how that will go. Oh, I just found a painted base. It was hiding in my my jar, not my jar, my little tray of frequently used paints that I seem to keep coming back to. And uh, I found a completely painted base for my blacksmiths. Oh. Which I didn't know was in there. Yeah, I gotta finish painting my Relic Knight stuff too. Yeah, it's mostly done. I think I just have bases to paint, to be honest. That would be good. Maybe a couple details, at least for. I'm not saying it's a functional force or anything, but. <laughs> I've got painted models. That's enough to play. Speaking of play, any game this week? Nope. Nope, nothing. <laughs> oh. Not a thing. I had, uh,. I had no free time. It was, um, as a parent, you understand, it was one of those weekends where the kids had far too many activities, mm -hmm. and there's only one of me, 
And um, on top of it all, my wife had a bunch of stuff she wanted to do because it was Comic-Con this weekend. So she was off Comic-Conning. Yeah. Um, which meant uh, I was on daddy duty all weekend, which is fine. But uh, like my daughter had three birthday parties this weekend. That's rough. <laughs> so, yeah, it uh, kept me busy. And like last night was my first night kind of off. And I uh, lay down to watch something in bed, and I fell asleep so fast that I don't remember falling asleep. All I know is I woke up this morning, like, ten hours later, and all my stuff was picked up, and I don't remember doing it. My wife says she didn't do it, so I'm guessing I must have woken up and, you know, taken off my glasses and put my iPad away or whatever. <laughs> but I have no recollection of it. So, yeah. I may have been tired. Me. I cannot confirm or deny that, though. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do much, Abby, but I was able to get a couple of games. That probably, meh, that's probably why I didn't do more Abby this week. Uh, only so much time. If I'm gaming, I'm not painting. So I got a game of Relic Knight in with uh, our buddy Daniel. Uh, did you win? Uh, yes, I did. Oh, right. I think actually, yeah, so it must have been on a hobby night we were talking because you mentioned that you were going to try to build your other force because you thought maybe it was your force was not a good match for Daniel's stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Or rather, it's maybe too yeah, good a match. Yeah, it's yet to win against my, <laughs> my uh, paladins, so we'll see. A different play, completely different style of gaming. And, uh, the pairing might be uh, better. It's not like I completely I annihilate him. Uh, th there's still a game, but uh, especially the, this week he tried a new Relic Knight, uh, a new knight, uh, Marie Claude, and she either she didn't click for him, or he didn't have the uh, the good selection of models. But uh, his game went poorly. I didn't know she was a, a knight. She's a questing knight, I guess? Yeah, she's a questing knight. Oh. Yeah, for Cersei. Uh, speed circuits. I wonder yeah. if... Wait, do I have... No, I have pirates. You have pirates and black, and black diamond. diamond. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and... She, it just didn't work for him. So... The paladin took the game. But the game is fun. It's so... So active... Stuff moves on the table so fast. Nothing is set in that game until the end. So, well, it sounds like Pop City. Yeah, with, with faster moving models, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is true. Pop City, uh, you're not speeding anywhere in the game. Oh no. Yeah. And uh, Pop City, that was my second game. Played a game of Pop City with him uh, over the weekend too. Oh, you did? Nice. Yep, yep. Got a game, uh, eight points in. Kind of a refresher for him. The only game he ever played, uh, a game with regular models, was the demo he got at uh, Captain Khan the last time we went. And we played a game with the monster rules, but he was playing the monster, so he wasn't playing the regular rules last time. Right. So uh, I gave him a, a refresher using my arcs against... Uh, Mostly nature in the heroes team. Oh, he was playing heroes. Yep. 
I would have thought he was playing his Jade Cult. Yeah, they're not all assembled, not all on bases, so it was more complicated. And, and I had the models around with the cards already out, so it was easier to pick. This is true. And uh, they did the quick work of my monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> so they do better than the Russians, you mean? Oh, yeah. It, it was not a big contest. Like most of the game we've played, we went to the uh, to the end of the game. Every game we've gone to turn four. Yeah, Th- that's one we called before that. Yeah, I've I've never never successfully beaten the monkeys. I was not rolling well, but it wasn't that bad. However, the I lost all the ties. So the the pairing was not good. Every time there was a tie, it was not in my favor. So Yum, either Yum was always getting the uh, the tiebreaker, or he was the defender in the case of a tie, so the defender wins for a straight tie based on the origins. So everything I tried just failed, and he killed my bigger model first. So I, I had probably too much support models. Or models that don't do a lot of work. More control piece or scenario pieces. And I lost my two bigger monkeys first and it showed I, in the end I wasn't able to do damage or control the zone, so. Who did you lose first then? Eight bot and Silver Ranger or something? Uh, no, well, I. Eight used, points, you wouldn't, have, you wouldn't have eight bot. No, it was uh, Guerrillas <laughs> and Silver Rangers that I lost first. Yeah, that was my next guess. Yeah. Gerda was able to do some damage, but Silver Razor uh, died before even throwing a single uh, trash can, so. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> maybe Holmes is better at playing this game than I am. Uh, maybe. Uh, he, the, he had the dice on his side. I, I think it only took two attacks to take Silver Razor down. Wow. Yeah, and 10 knife points, only two attacks, That's uh, that's rough. I didn't expect him to go down well, that fast. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, you've done that to me before, right? With the gorilla and stuff, throwing a truck at me? Yeah, there was not so many dice when he did the attack. He was just more successful. <laughs> yeah, when I, I do that to you, I rolled like a dozen dice to be able to just do those five damage. Uh, Yom didn't have to throw a dozen of dice <laughs> to do that. Sometimes it just happens. Huh? Yeah, but the, the that nature team uh, really has a lot of synergy. I I've not played them. I just started picking the models to play them based on team, and uh, they do work together really well. Yeah, the uh, Solar, the regular version, the level two version, not the leader, uh-huh. Riposte, and a bunch of other models. Models, but Riposte and Solar. Both have aura buffs, so it makes for a, while they go up the field, it makes for a, a bunker that buffs both attack and defense pools. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's very good. They work really well together if you're able to keep them close. Every turn, you add plus two defense and plus two attacks all the time, if not more. One turn, you went to three, three. So yeah, I can see where that would cause you problems. 
Yeah, and I think most of these guys had slightly better stats. They were, and when you add more dice, usually my monkeys do well because they can throw so many dice that they're going to get a bit more sixes and compensate for their lower stats overall. But uh, it didn't pan out this time. <laughs> so, yeah. Monkey went uh, back home with their tail between their legs. Well, it's petty of me, but I'm glad you lost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> but I'm happy. It made Yom uh, want to uh, paint his uh, Jade Cult even more. So. Oh, you let him win. I see. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I didn't even have to try to let him win. <laughs> Yom made me laugh this weekend. When he, uh, when he saw the pictures of the bases I'd done. And he was like, I regret buying my bases now. <laughs> like, well, it's high praise. I don't think I don't think Dragonforge has anything to fear. No, it's just nobody does that style. It's kind of funny, eh? Like Well I understand why too. There's there's not a whole heck of a lot to demand out there for that, right? So No, I don't think so. There's well Batman? But Batman come with pretty sure bases. Yeah, that's true. Or at least the the old models I have did. Yeah, I was thinking of that too. I thought about that on the weekend. They had pre... Uh, well, so, some of them did. Yeah, not all my models did. Some of them... Those could use uh, urban bases. Apart from that, everything else I can think of that would like urban bases is mostly modern historical and... I don't think any of those work on 30 round lipped. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Well, there's stuff like, uh, but it's smaller in the, like, uh, do you really want a, a line of base just for wild in the streets? No, no, for sure. Like, I understand why no one makes it. But it could be worthwhile for all those smaller in the, that, in the games that do need that kind of bases. Like Pulp City, Batman, why do the streets? That's it could add up. But like yeah, would people well, even buy them? Because th- those are also pretty simple designs. Absolutely. That's why I could do them. Like, like you did them 3D, but I've done three or four of those bases. Yeah, the the city bases with just some some putty and plastic art. Yeah, no, it was just the simple fact that a lot of people have access to 3D printers now. Yeah. So it was time-saving and cheap, right? So mm-hmm. Because, well, like even I could make those in plastic card and putty. Oh, yeah, I'm, for sure. I'm not much of you know, a sculptor or hobbyist in that fashion. But the truth of the matter is, do I want to spend the time waiting for stuff to dry? And <laughs> like it's, I'm impatient. So I 3D print it, I've got it, and it's done, right? And I'm yep. probably not the only guy like that, so. Yeah. So those will be, uh, like I said, those will be available eventually for, for download. I don't know where I'll put them yet, probably on Thingiverse. But. You know what's funny? Is, uh, I, I don't really consider myself a creator of any kind, uh, but the couple projects I have done, and one of them I sold a few of, my tournament tray or whatever, I, I've never posted files uh, online for them. Mm-hmm. Because I know there's people out there who will, because I've seen these people at cons, 
uh, take my design that's free, print it, slap it on a base, cast them, and sell them. <laughs> yeah. And the thought of someone doing that with my stuff that I wanted to give out there for free irritates me. <laughs> like, greatly. And I, you know, I know the argument, I can hear it already in my head. I'm not charging for the design, I'm charging for the time and the materials. Yeah. But if you didn't have the design, you wouldn't be able to charge anything. So, And that is why we can't have nice things, people. <laughs> hmm. This is that time where I was really wishing I hadn't moved all my paints to a different room. <laughs> Missing some stuff? Yeah, I really want my blue liner, but I don't have it. I guess I could grab some blue paint behind me. I'll grab some P3 Exile Blue, because I don't know what I'm doing at this point, but uh, he's getting painted. He ain't pretty, <laughs> but he's getting painted. It's already that. Better painted than gray. So. Well, he was already not gray. He was black primed. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's not better. <laughs> well, that's debatable. Yeah, I don't know if this is really... Working. Maybe I want black paint. Well, I'll ask you, Antoine. We could be doing a topic here, but instead I'll ask you a question about painting. So, uh, my Acer Wraith is, uh, he's got like a, a body armor, right? Yep. Underneath his trench coat. And the body armor is a, uh, it's one of the new P3 colors. I think it's called like denim, blue denim or something. Gravedigger denim. So it's kind of like a, a bluish gray. Mm hmm. Kind of a dark uh, space old gray? Uh, not really. Maybe, kind of, sort of not really. Oh, space Wolf okay. Gray is kind of like baby blue looking, so. Um, so. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But I'm trying to think of um, a way to, to line it. And I was going to use a really dark blue, but I find it doesn't show, so I guess I could just use black. Yeah, probably. It's already dark. Throw some some black here on the palette. All right. Um, before I started talking about uh, the bases and whatever and stuff, what were we talking about? We we're talking about Pop City and Yom playing. Huh? Yeah, but that was it. Uh, we played a game. It was fun. Yom's want to paint this stuff so he can play more. So uh, that's about it. So mission accomplished. Yep. You are such a pusher. If only we could get more of the locals who have the game to just come out and play. Eventually, well, with all the uh, battle reports we post and all the pictures and progress... You think someone will cave? Yeah, I wish. I mean, uh, there's Mark Carroll, right? No, he doesn't have his stuff anymore. Oh, he sold it? Yep. Did he sell it to you? Nope. <laughs> What? There was someone else buying Pop City stuff? Uh, yeah, but I don't know who you sold it to. That's just weird. Might not have been local. That's true. That's true. This seems odd, because, uh... There are other players, but... That's the rumor. Yeah. You keep promising me other players. We've played with, with at least I, one I other, so... <laughs> Don't worry, Paul. It'll be fine. All kinds of people play this game. 
No. Uh, I'm pretty either. sure yeah. what I said was all kind of people have stuff for this game. <laughs> I know. But I like making you look like the villain. I can't always paint Yoan as the villain, you know? Yeah. People get bored of that. So. Sometimes it's just going to be you, Antoine. Yeah. In the worst case, we'll just play together. That's why we bought so much stuff to be able to switch armies. Yep. Variety. Spice of life, Antoine. Yep. Spice of life. All right. Um, I'm getting super focused on my painting and not paying attention. We, uh, we're supposed to have a topic, right? I think we're talking about, um, how do we display our miniatures? Or how, how do we store our miniatures? Right. It was store, not display. Well, display is a part of it. <laughs> yeah. So that's um, that's the big question. Like, when you're not using your miniatures, what do you do with them? Do you display them? Do you store them? How do you do it? It's going to be more of a, a opinion and story piece than just a, a list of stuff. <laughs> it's what we do, I think. Yeah. And we might mention other options, but... That's a tough one. It won't be so, exhaustive, I think. Well, like for myself, I have um, 8 million storage cases. But I don't use them to actually store my miniatures in most of the time. There are uh, there are a few armies that are in cases, like my uh, War Machine uh, Mercenary Army. Mm-hmm. is currently in the Battlefoam bag, where I put it uh, a year ago, and I haven't taken it out <laughs> since, actually. Um... I do have a bunch of other cases, but they're they're just piled up in a corner empty for the most part. I'm sure there's a couple of odds and ends in there, like old Blood Bowl teams or whatever, but I found that having stuff in my uh, army cases isn't very practical for finding it, because I have too many army cases that look the same, mm-hmm. and because I play so many different games and I mix and match what goes in the case when I go to certain places, I, I didn't want to mark the outside of the case, you know? Like, you know, I dubbed the, the 40k case or whatever. Yeah. Um, so realistically what I have is a bunch of battle foam trays on shelves for, uh, for assembled and painted or quasi painted stuff. I also have, um, let me count four Ikea Dittles, um, which I store stuff in. That's mostly supposed to be for painted stuff, but I do have unpainted and assembled things. Um, then I have plastic shoe boxes that I buy at the dollar store. And I probably have 25 of those full of miniatures. Um, unpainted stuff, obviously, so it won't get chipped. And then I've got a couple big, uh, like flat Rubbermaid bins for uh, Warhammer Fantasy Armies where the models are in movement trays in the bottom of the bins. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about it. Um, I have not really come up with an ideal storage solution for anything, sadly. What about you, Antoine? Uh, it's a mix, like you do. I have an assortment of uh, carry cases, all different. So, just bought at different periods, so... Like uh, some of the old sables, like a couple of the different gamer shop ones, two or three of the cool new ones, the smaller one, the, the carry-on formats. That's actually a really nice case. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. I've borrowed that one from you before. <laughs> yeah, it, it's 
It's a great size. Compact, but it packs a ton of stuff. When I prepared to go to Adepticon earlier this year, I had minis for six games in one case. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, six games. Like, I didn't have choice. I had a single list or maybe a couple extra models, but that's what I wanted to play. I didn't go for a full tournament, or I didn't play the really high number of uh, model games either. I wasn't bringing a single case of that for a 2,000 points uh, 40k army. It was mostly skirmish games, but still, I was able to fit uh, a Relic Knight army, a couple of Guild Ball teams, my Pope City, an Ariel, a Renorex, and something else that I don't remember. All that in a single bag, and that's a small bag. It, it fits the carry-on size for a plane, so that's really cool. Yeah, that bag is tiny. Yeah. It's almost like you know, lunchbox size, like big lunchbox. Yeah, yeah, almost. Yeah. That bag is almost always full for me, but all, always the same thing. I, I have my Pulp City, Relic Knight, and, uh, Guild Ball in that bag. I have a second bag of that that's filled with my, uh, pigs for War Machine. Or part of my pigs, because they don't all fit into a. I was gonna say. <laughs> One of those bags. The rest, a bit like Lou, I have a Detolf case. I also have a another wooden, wooden a display case, yeah. armoire, cabinet, cabinet, yeah, yeah, with um, windows and a, there's a light in it. I, I never plugged it, but there's a light coming, in. and it's a it get the glass windows with glass uh, shelves, so. Uh, it was left here when we bought the house, left by the previous ha- owner, and we just... Uh, it was in the right room to use for us. That's where I was. Uh, wanted to have my gaming room anyway, so it just stayed there. Worked out well. Yeah. Eventually, I want to get maybe a couple more detolves or uh, make extra shelves to uh, fill out that back wall to have more storage space. Because right now my my stuff is pretty packed. Uh, I, my paintings speed up in the the past few years, so uh, the projects are a, a bit mixed together, <laughs> jam packed in the same uh, same few shelves I have. But uh, eventually, the the rest, like you, I have the those plastic shoebox, like you said, for the fantasy, and I have a ton of stuff that's just. In other uh, storage spaces, like uh, uh, I don't have a name, like a writing desk, the one with the sliding door, a roll, uh, a roll top desk. Yeah, yeah. I have a bunch of miniatures in that, in various states. Desk or cat bricks, right? Yeah, <laughs> that keeps breaking. <laughs> yeah, the um. And for the Dittolfs, uh, the problem is they're not very efficient at holding models because of the low number of shelves. Yeah, the the space the shelves are really spaced out. So they're good if you have really tall stuff. Like, they would be good for knights <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, Imperial knights and stuff, yeah. yeah. But for basic infantry, 
there's a lot of lost space. That's why there was a Kickstarter. We, I think we mentioned it. For, uh, yeah, for uh, extra shells. And there's a bunch of tutorials online for that. But when you look at the price, most of the time it's almost, if yeah. not cheaper, to almost the same price as just getting an extra case. Yeah. So. And I mean, the AK stuff, actually, the Kickstarter failed, but they managed to get them into production anyway. And yeah. you can buy them. But yeah, it's basically the price of another Dittles case to add four shells to an existing Dittles. So, and that would be practical. If if IKEA sold those extra shelves, like, they can sell the whole case for cheap. So, just having three of more, two or four of more of those uh, glasses paint, that's what costs the more. The, the D-clamp don't cost that much. So, yeah. <laughs> if IKEA could just sell packs of glass sheets for the, for those cases, it would be a really, really good for gamers. Yeah, and, it, and it's like you can't just no. buy one to cut up either, because the shelf, the uh, the case is made of um, tempered glass, which you can't cut. So, yeah. So otherwise, yeah, I was buy a detolf and cut it up to make new shelves. Mm-hmm. As you could buy a detolf and cut the side uh, side uh, glass panels to. Make multiple shelves for multiple other cases, but now, if you buy an extra one, you just yep. have three, three shelves that comes in it. So three <laughs> shelves, <laughs> it's super wasteful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's yeah. Just not worth doing. I don't have one of those, but I see them often, uh, mainly for people who do uh, painting competitions. But the uh, Tower case or all those uh, rack case. Oh, the, the frontline gaming cases. A, a case makes one, but the original one was the uh, with yeah, the glass the tower front. Cases? All the painters use frontline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is exactly. it tower cases? No. No. Well, that's gonna drive me nuts. Table war. Yeah. Table war cases. Uh, I don't remember what the exact model. Of cases, let me Google foo. Yeah, tower cases. Yeah, are they called tower? Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. My bad. I, I never heard them called that. I always heard them referred to as table or cases, and uh, that was it. Never, never thought there was more. Yeah, to they, than that. they 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 were the first one. There are some other companies who are doing stuff like that now. Those are cool. It. They're rigid cases with um, removable front that you can slide tra- magnet trays, and you can either blue tag or magnetize your miniatures to go on those trays. So there's no foam that goes through it, and you you can have a see-through front or not, depending on uh, how you want to carry them. So I just remember a couple of years ago when there was an Australian company that was doing a Kickstarter mm-hmm. for essentially the exact same product because the tableware cases were too expensive to get to Australia. So they were doing something that would be local to them and it caused all kinds of a kerfuffle because gamers yeah, were yeah, outraged yeah. that they were copying this product. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, the project was on Indiegogo or something. It's like, right. welcome. Yeah, it's yeah. like, welcome to the real world where everyone copies <laughs> everyone. 
innovation isn't what it used to be in this world. Uh, <laughs> is not going the way it was supposed to go. My mini's eight or so. Uh, I decided to work on Major Luna for Aristea. She's been have done on my table for a long time, so I, I thought it was time to finish her so she could go back into the game box. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah. But I must be honest. After working on uh, Infinity models uh, some months ago for uh, Francois, working on a model for the same faction, but with the uh, not so sharp plastic detail level, it's a lot less interesting to work on. Uh, yeah, I can imagine that. The plastics are plastics nice, but. Don't, if you compare them to their sister models, the, the Infinity Metal miniatures, <sighs> yeah, and that's the thing, right? It's a, it's a limitation of the of the material. Oh no, no, it's absolutely. They, they, I really like their models, but they do sell uh, metal versions for collectors, and if I wanted to paint them a little nice, I would go that way. Yeah, the, the, no, the, the there is a collector version of the Are base box that you can buy with the eight regular heroes oh. in metal. Yeah, I almost went oh, for I that no one when I got the the base game, but there's a drastic difference in price, and I also don't know uh, the availability of it. Compared to the generics uh, on sale uh, plastic version, so I'll be honest when I when I bought you that copy of Aristea, I don't. No, so I, I don't think it's it's in. Yeah, I think it it's available, but just or... from Corvus Billy, maybe might not be in Corvus distribution. Billy? So could be. I don't know. Because I believe I, I got you there yep, stay in exchange like for that. services rendered, right? I don't remember for what. <laughs> but well, I think there was a laundry list of you've done all these things for me, so here have an Aristea that you wanted. I think it was something like that. Maybe. Oh, yeah. I think that laundry list was uh, Union models and uh, your uh, the mercenary uh, Ashland Delis uh, limited edition. Oh yes, that could very well be. Those are all things you uh, did give me and helped me out with. So. Well, whatever it was, you, you you deserved it, so I was happy to do it. Have you uh, have you painted Ashland? I don't remember. No, okay. no, I have not. I uh, I could not decide what I wanted mm -hmm. to put in that theme with her, so she did not get painted. Um, and then I kind of stopped yeah. playing War Machine too, so that didn't help. Not uh, you know, not that I'm giving up on the game. I plan to go back to it at some point, play somewhere, but. Right now, it's it's tough to get motivated when you know when new stuff is coming and they're changing a bunch of things. And also, interest for specific games wax and wanes. Yeah. Well, it's cyclical, right? We, you know, whatever Antoine's <laughs> playing that month is what I'm playing. And then Antoine messages the uh, Steve Guildball group, find out if anyone else wants to play these games with them that aren't Guildball. <laughs> Steve cries a little bit inside. <laughs> but politely accepts the fact that uh, Antoine is sniping his players. And uh, 
No, it's nothing like that at all, I'm sure. They're loyal. Uh, I almost never get an answer, so he's fine. Yeah. However, it is kind of fun to imagine it like that. Yeah. The evil Antoine stealing all the fun. No, I, I want to create new fun. Different fun. I'm going to say that that sounds like something an evil person would say. I'm just, just throwing it out there. I'm not saying you're evil necessarily. I'm just saying that's the type of logic. You know. I have an evil rhetoric. Sure. I, uh, I'm i not saying anything. Well, you just I'm said just, it. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not saying anything except for what mm. I've already said. Yeah. <laughs> you understand. Speaking of seeing stuff, uh, do you have any more talk about that topic, or should we go with the, the couple of news item I spotted this week? Um... Yeah, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. Miniature storage is tough, right? I think because there's so many sizes, shapes, and whatever, and most of us play so many damn games, it's just hard to store. And I, I don't think there's a perfect solution, to be honest. There's just... Yeah. And there's one I thing, there thing I forget. I think Kiyom already talked about that in a previous show. But uh, Ian and I both have done uh, custom foam cases. Like, you can get uh, sheet foam, either for uh, uh, the meb or, yeah, for furniture and stuff yeah, like that. furniture for, like, uh... Or even for camping. And if you have the right size box, you can then just cut it to your house, the downsize you want. Like, I was, for a while, uh, a member of a meat delivery service, like a frozen meat, on a regular schedule. And the box are about two inches tight, two inches, two inches and a half high. And they have just a perfect size to fit on shelves. So what I've done is bought a, a camping foam mattress, one inch thick. And you just cut it out to the size of the box, two, uh, two sheet of it. And you have a phone case cheap phone case that fits and that stacks easy because they all have the same size. At one point, I had, I think, eight or ten of those custom-made cases. And to prevent stuff from sliding, I just cut uh, half an inch deep lines in it and slide the, the bases in it and lay the models on their back with the bases going into that... Uh, Kind of trench, yeah, the slot. Uh, the slot and it yeah. works super yeah, well, I and I had to pay, I think, ten bucks for that uh, camping mat, and that filled all the the eight to ten pieces. And the box I had already because of the uh, the service, so and any box could fit. You could do that with uh, shoe boxes, so you can fit maybe two or three uh, sh- uh, stack I instead of just uh, one. Or almost any kind of boxes, so that's a a, a cheap uh, a cheap really version. For, if you have a like large army games and like plastic miniatures that don't rattle too much, that's perfect. That my uh, my forty k was in the, those boxes when when I moved. I was moving so many miniatures that they there was no way they would fit into the few carrying keys I have. So. <laughs> That was uh, a good solution. 
Yeah, I was just thinking of like the new GW cases and how they're kind of terrible for metal miniatures. Because <laughs> everything slaps around on them. Like the wavy foam ones? Yeah. Like, I, I like the concept because they can hold a ton of stuff. It, but, uh, I have not found a way to use them mm-hmm. in such ways to not mangle everything. It moves too much, right? For models yeah. that are heavy, like, I, I, it's probably perfect for plastic, right? Well, yeah, because plastic models, even if yeah. they touch each other, it doesn't really matter, right? And they being lighter, they probably shit. don't move as much in the case. Exactly, yeah. So it's problematic. Yeah, for metal models, either the, oh, the magnetized trays or the individual uh, slotted foam, I think, are the better options. Yeah. But magnetized trays, I mean, uh, there's some sort you can do with that too because models uh, will yeah. slide around on there. D- it depends if you have a fixed format because uh, what I did for mine, I had uh, toolboxes and I did uh, uh, MDF that I cut holes with the apporte pièce hole saws for the size of the model. Yeah. So to, uh, to yeah, I just made to made like a key, right? A key that put I put in the bottom, and there were holes for all the models so that they wouldn't slide down. But they were held by the uh, magnets. Yeah. They just didn't move into the uh, the toolboxes. Mm. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Another type of case we don't really see it here because they're not uh, as easy to procure or as cheap. But they that's often mentioned when we hear. Uh, uh, U.S. gamers are the uh, gun cases. Yeah, uh, well, our buddy Ben, you uh, said mm-hmm. he's a gun case to carry around the forty carry years and years ago. I wouldn't really advise it nowadays, though. It's not only do people look at you funny, you're yeah, like they have someone call the police on you. Yeah, here, yes, here anyway. But if it's some like a regular site where you are. That's a good option, and from what I remember, they were pretty affordable. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially now, you can buy them like mm-hmm. on Amazon and stuff, or uh, yeah. AliExpress and they from come China. with eggshell foam, I think, which is pretty good for miniatures. Yeah. yeah, you can even buy a bunch of like knockoff Pelican cases and stuff on um, AliExpress for reasonable prices. Well, what do you know, Acer Wraiths? You're looking okay-ish. Well, I won't say he's looking good, because that'd be a lie. But He's looking less bad than That's I good. expected. All right, how are we doing here? Look at it. We're okay. an so hour. we're just going to talk fast about those two, uh, two news items. First one, yeah, uh, Mentic uh, Games. They have gotten a new model for the Trident Realms for... Uh, King of, uh, King of War. Fishman. Kings of War. Yeah, that's the... Water people. This is a River Guard Dam Buster. It's a little frogman uh, riding a giant toad. It's a cool model. It's super. Uh, it looks like a ninja toad, a ninja frog, on a giant spiked toad, leaping with an. Uh, it kind of yeah, looks ninja. The, the sword sticking out and. It, it looks cool. Uh, I like more and more of the uh, Mintic models. 
Yeah. Well, that's because we're and getting there better are as, as a lot of honest. their models for the skirmish ver- version of Kings of War, the Vanguard. The King, the Vanguard Kickstarter ad, really cool model. So yeah, this is their latest model. It's uh, it was on. Unpre- oh, the the page is just not up to date. It starts shipping today, <laughs> so it marks a pre-order. But uh, it's starting shipping now, uh, in theory. So by the time of release of this show, it should be even uh, available right away, uh, and it's uh, fifteen pounds for a giant. Toad ridden by its small uh, cousin Batrician. Seems like a good deal. The other thing I wanted to mention is by Bombshell Miniatures. They have a couple of their uh, Critterkins, new Critterkins available. Lyca the Fox and Rapscallion the Rogue Raccoon. I just like their style. Uh, I always like uh, anthropomorphical cartoon animals. Uh, I sculpt them, so uh, I can't <laughs> not like what other people's do, especially when they're cool. Yeah, yeah. especially when they're cool. I like like, like uh, with her really uh, nice. morning star. <laughs> she, it's she, yeah, it's, she's well, it's bigger she than her like head. Yes. super cute, almost cuddly, and she has a giant morning star by her feet. <laughs> like mm, that looks dangerous. <laughs> Yeah, Probably and Rapscallion is cool too. Yeah, is a small, kni- he's yeah, a roguey little knife, uh, some nondescript uh, clothing with a hood in his back. So, pretty cool models. Both of them are ten dollar US, and they come in resin on regular thirty mil bases, round lip bases. So, we were talking bases earlier. That's the yeah. same kind. And they are both available right now. Sculpted yep, by Patrick Keith. Sculpted by Patrick Keith. Yep. Well, it's his company along with Vicky, and uh, they're awesome yes. people, so people should support them. That is my professional opinion. They took me for a fantastic barbecue at, uh, at Hutchins Barbecue when I was down in Texas last time, a couple years ago. So uh, people should buy their stuff to reward them for treating me to such uh Well, treating me. I paid for my own barbecue, but I mean, they took me to the place, and it was amazing. And without them, I never would experience the uh, the uh, joy of the Texas Twinkie, which no? which isn't okay. a dessert at all. Just... And or with no, that name, a, is um, it a sixteen? Let's see if I get. No, neither. No, no, it's like a a cream cheese stuffed jalapeno that's wrapped in bacon and deep fried. Okay, kind of a extreme poppers. Okay. <laughs> yes. It was amazing. Yeah, it like it, yeah, just the, the description <laughs> makes me uh, uh, water uh, water my mouth. So salivates, yeah, <laughs> yeah, salivates, yeah. So that's it. Or two new releases. Uh, get new stuff. More middles to paint. Uh, like our uh, friend podcast says, paint all the minis. <laughs> Yes, you must paint all of the minis. Yeah, yeah Dan Adams and his amazing interview show. In a while. Uh, every time it, I think about it, I start singing the uh, the theme song. So 
I still, I, I'm refraining myself from singing right now, but I have the tune in my head, so. The what song? The what song? I'm not asking you to sing it. I'm just no, asking you, song. what you called it. They have a, a custom theme song that was uh, recorded by uh, one of their contributors, and uh, it's super catchy, so. Oh, I, maybe uh, mm-hmm. that was after I stopped listening. I haven't listened in a long time. So if you like to um, hear, um, it's an interview podcast. We already mentioned them, but it's been a while. And they interview people from all over the miniature hobby realms. Uh, they interview designer, painters. They interview gamers, people like uh, you and us that play games and like them. Well, they they interviewed Antoine. What episode were you on? I don't remember. It's a while. It's. You suck. At this, I was uh, not playing myself. I was playing them. <laughs> it's, it's our show. Why should I play myself? <laughs> Never turn down the opportunity. I do to remember play talking handball. about Pill City with them. So. <laughs> they had a crazy mm-hmm. rambling episode with James. Waffle. Like any episode with James, of any podcast. That's a, something we still haven't done. <laughs> he keeps threatening to come on here. And then, like, we, we end up talking about something else, and that never happens. Yeah. So, that's it. All right. If you don't know the show, uh, uh, we'll yeah. have a link in the show notes for Paint All the Minis. Or just search Paint All the Mini Podcasts. You'll be able to find it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not uh, on the network. They're on network. Even, so. they, they have a website now. They have a YouTube channel and more and more contributors. So, they are doing... A lot of stuff now. They're getting bigger. Oh, look at that. Yep. Good for them. Good for them. All right. Oh, Ace of Wraith, <laughs> where is your face? I, I don't think he has a face, mm. Antoine. I thought he may have a face, but as I paint it now, I, I'm seeing lack of face. <laughs> oh, well. Listen more next week. Anyway, I'll uh, I'll let you go, Antoine. Um, We've rambled enough. Uh, Thanks as always. I'll see you next week. Yep, and bye, geeks. Thanks for listening to Geeks of the North. If you want to contact us, you can email us at geeksofthenorth at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geeksofthenorth, or follow us on Twitter at geeksofthenorth. You can follow me, Paul, at PRFilio, Antoine at Eltonio Berg, Steve at B underscore Steve, And if you really feel the need, I guess you can follow Yom. He's at Yomasta. Breaks and outro music by Ladrav. You can listen to them at ladrav.bandcamp.com. See you next time, geeks. Thank you for checking out a United Geeks Network family member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find All Us Geeks, a podcast that discusses board games, movies, television, comics, Kickstarter, and many other forms of geek culture. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com.